feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. January 6th, the committee hearings, boy, are they just a whole bunch of bumpkiss, a whole bunch of a show trial. We are getting so many more details tonight about this woman, Cassidy Hutchinson, who testified. And after what she said yesterday, listen, it sounded really explosive. It sounded, you know, bombastic, and it sounded really concerning about President Trump's behavior, basically saying that he was over the top, that he tried to lunge at one of the Secret Service agents, trying to force them to drive to the Capitol, that he wanted to be at the Capitol on January 6th. And the whole mission of this committee is to show that President Trump, not only did he encourage but that he actively participated basically in the insurrection. And so far, I don't see it, guys. I want to hear your thoughts because after what we have heard from Cassidy Hutchinson, it sure didn't sound good for President Trump. I mean, he sounded out of control and she sounded pretty convincing when you hear her. But then right away, it came out that the Secret Service agents that she claims were there and were the victims of being lunged at by the president and that he was trying to grab the steering wheel and direct the car all the way to the Capitol, comes out that they're basically ready to go under oath and say, it did not happen. To me, this is outrageous. How can anything like this happen in the United States of America? How could we allow for basically a dog and pony show where there's been no opportunity for the other side, for President Trump's side, to respond, no opportunity for them to cross-examine a witness. And she is relying her testimony on these Secret Service agents, saying they played a role, they were aware of all this, that they were the ones who relayed to her basically what happened by President Trump. And then immediately they came out with a statement saying, We're ready to testify under oath, by the way, and this didn't happen. How could a committee that is going to put somebody under oath not check the other side? To me, that is outrageous. And to corroborate what she's saying, even for their own credibility, they clearly do not want to know all the details. They are just picking and choosing little details and little nuggets Anything they can do to bring down President Trump, this is his uh, third impeachment, as many people are saying, you know, trying to create this third circus. And to not even try to say, well, let me just see if what this victim is, this person's telling us is correct. Let's just corroborate because we're dealing with the president of the United States. And the fact that they didn't even go and spend five seconds because these guys would have said, no, 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 it didn't happen. One of them is like a 20-year veteran of the Secret Service. So guess what? I think his credibility is pretty good compared to this young woman who apparently was trying to get a job from President Trump even after January 6th. 
So if she really thought that he was so unstable, if she really thought that he was this guy who was trying to take control of the vehicle and trying to usurp democracy, why was she actively soliciting a job and apparently did work for him, according to multiple reports now, after January 6th? I mean, this to me is just stunning. Why would you ever put this person right before the American public and go after a president of the United States on these grounds? This is outrageous. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Here is one of the things that Cassidy Hutchinson said yesterday. And this is the thing where the Secret Service agents have immediately come out and said, uh-uh, it didn't happen. Take a listen. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Engel. And Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. How could you put a story out like that? Can you imagine? He said, okay, well, uh, President Biden was lunging for somebody, trying to basically strangle somebody, trying to reroute the vehicle to head over to the Capitol. And according to the Secret Service agents who are readily available, and you don't even ask the Secret Service agents what happened, get it firsthand from them as opposed to second or third hand from this young woman who clearly now her credibility, I think, is shot. She also claimed when they showed a note Uh, that had to deal with details from January 6th. She's like, oh, that's my handwriting. And now one of the attorneys uh, related to President Trump said, no, 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 it's not her handwriting. That's my handwriting. Wouldn't you think that you would check before you ask somebody as opposed to them assuming, oh, well, yeah, that's mine. So the question is, what is she doing this for? Is she upset because she didn't end up working and continuing to work for President Trump? And this is some sort of vendetta against him? How would you ever, in any sort of sense of of any trial against the president of the United States or any hearing, you know, against the president of the United States, not take it to the next level, not even spend one or two seconds and try to verify this woman's story? This is outrageous. And I am just, I'm embarrassed that we have a committee hearing That is going to go down in history as a, quote, bipartisan hearing, even though it's Liz Cheney and Kinzinger on there, who, believe me, are no friend to President Trump's. They're more Democrat than the Democrats on there. And by the way, later on in the hour, uh, later on in the show today, we're going to be talking with Harriet Hageman, who is running against Liz Cheney. Uh, She says Liz Cheney has spent so much time out of Wyoming. It's for the congressional seat there, the one congressional seat in Wyoming. And Harriet Hageman says that Liz Cheney's priorities are so out of whack that she is spending her whole time on a vendetta against President Trump and isn't doing anything for representing the people of Wyoming. And Harriet Hageman, who is taking on Liz Cheney, is her challenger, and they've got a big primary in August, She is going to be joining us on the show to talk about that and the January 6th hearings. Meantime, we are also talking about the migrant crisis in America. 
because things are just, it is horrible to hear these details of what happened to these migrants who came across the border, found in that truck, and now 53 people have died who were abandoned and left in that truck. And tonight we're getting details that the driver may have been high on meth and he just abandoned the truck. I I mean, this is just shocking. And so Governor Abbott of Texas is coming out and he's come out and said, you know what? Um, This is really indicative of the Biden policies, that that Biden border policy has been wide open. It's been encouraging people to come here and at any way that they can. It's been a big old neon sign and people are rushing and hurrying up and coming into the border area, trying to cross it at any any type of way they can. And some of the new numbers, by the way, some stunning numbers, too, of 2.3 million, 2.3 million encounters in 12 months crossing our U.S. southern border. That is a historic number in a one-year period. And last month, of course, I hit historic highs. The month before hit historic highs. Things are getting so dangerous. And this case in point of this terrible story that is being deemed basically the worst migrant catastrophe uh, at our southern border, where that truck was found abandoned with now 53 people who died inside, women and men who were inside with no air conditioning, no water, no food. Uh, These guys who were, it sounds like, high as a kite who were driving them, who just left that vehicle. Imagine they were screaming, apparently, inside. And there were reports from people in the community that they said they heard some people screaming from inside. So they called authorities. Authorities go out, and then they make this unbelievably gruesome discovery. And Governor Greg Abbott of Texas said that this rests squarely on the Biden administration. Take a listen. Now, going back, many of these deaths could be prevented if Biden simply fully funded the Border Patrol operation of the United States of America and implemented the policies that the Border Patrol needs in order to do their real job. And the real job is not the paper processing work that they've been assigned to do. The real job is both to secure the border as well as to do things like inspect the vehicle that was carrying those people who lost their lives. And Governor Abbott also said that the Biden administration clearly, clearly has not done enough to protect the American homeland. He says this is a dereliction of duty and to not protect the homeland has caused so many people to just rush at all expenses to do what ever they can to come to the U.S. southern border. Here's a little bit more of his message to this Biden open border policy. President Biden was warned in advance that reduced border enforcement would lead to dire consequences. And we have seen those dire consequences. One is record number of people coming across the border illegally. Another is a greater sense of lawlessness that comes from not enforcing the law. Not enforcing the law. And that is what this is all about. The fact that the Biden administration continuously, 
has said, you know, oh, yeah, we're watching the border. We're doing this. We're doing that. They're not watching the border. And people are coming here and spending tons and tons of money, spending their life savings to come across the border, seeing this as a moment with a neon sign, especially they know that if Congress changes hands in November, that Congress will try to be able to do more. The Republicans will say, listen, we've got to try to come up with some sort of comprehensive border policy. We've got to secure our border. They also know that maybe President Biden may change his policies as he heads potentially into another election after the November elections. I mean, there's so many factors here, even though I don't know how he's going to make it for another election. He claims he's going to run again. Uh, Gosh, the Democrats, I don't even think, want that. But it is such a huge political issue, and it's such a huge security issue. And yet today, Kamala Harris comes out, and what does she do when she's talking about what happened in the truck and the fact that these migrants lost their lives? She spent most of her time blasting Governor Greg Abbott. That's what she spent her time, not sitting there going through and saying, yes, I should be at the border more on the borders are I'm supposed to be at the border and we need to do these certain things to hopefully change the policy. Um, We need a wake up call. Nothing like that. She spent her time blasting Governor Abbott, who was criticizing President Biden. I mean, does that make any sense to you? This is all politics to them. If she really cared, she'd go back to the border. She only popped in, remember, like for two minutes one time. And Biden himself has not even been at the border. So to me, all of these are just stunning facts as we are hitting to a huge crisis. And Governor Abbott believes that there's like about 100,000 people that are waiting on the other side of the border. Can you imagine that? Nearly 100,000 people that are waiting on their way coming to cross and we are seeing historic numbers and this is while title 42 is still in place can you imagine if it gets lifted and the only reason it's still there is because a judge forced this administration to keep it and the only reason uh, that the remain in mexico is supposed to be enforced even though it's not enforced by this administration is a judge ordered biden to do it he's doing everything basically to not keep the border secure. It does not make sense. So take a listen. Here's a little bit more of Governor Abbott saying, after what happened here, Texas is going to try to at least do something because he said the federal government is not doing anything. In Texas, we once again are going to try to step up and play a role by the state to address this catastrophe that President Biden is responsible for. Uh, Today I'm announcing that uh, Texas is going to add additional truck checkpoints. Uh, DPS will create and implement a checkpoint strategy beginning immediately where, where they will begin targeting trucks like the one that was used where these people perished uh, to make sure that we will have a better capability of perhaps stopping future trucks like that, as well as uh, stopping the the smugglers and the cartel members uh, who are trying to profiteer off of it. How sad is that, that they feel that this administration is doing nothing to protect the homeland, and so states like Texas have to take it into their own hands. When we come back, I want to hear your thoughts about this horrible 
discovery of the migrants in the truck and the fact that the Biden administration, all they're doing now is blasting the Texas governor. They're not even saying basically anything about their own policies. And they continue to say the border is secure. Is there anybody out there that believes that bunch of hogwash? 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about the situation at the border and, of course, this horrific discovery of now 53 people who died in sweltering heat in ungodly conditions in an abandoned truck in San Antonio, right near San Antonio. The discovery is just so horrible to hear and the conditions that these people are taking to come to the United States. And Governor Abbott of Texas has said that this is squarely on the feet of President Joe Biden. And take a listen. This is Judge Jeanine Pirro, who says that this administration's policies have been inducing people to come no matter the risk. So what this administration is doing is they're laying out the welcome mat every day in terms of what they do. So they can tell me until the cows come home, the border's secure, that the border's closed, and they're lying to all of us. They're busy flying them in, busing them into the interior. They're housing unaccompanied migrant children smuggled in by the cartels that they're accompanying and facilitating, hiring 800 Americans to staff a facility. They're quietly erasing immigration cases, giving de facto amnesty to one million illegals. I mean, the goal for them should be to stop the human trafficking and the drug smuggling, but they're doing just the opposite. So why is he trying so hard to fail? And why is it that he let it get this way? Is he that afraid of the progressives? Why? It does not make sense. I absolutely agree with Judge Janine. How could you let it get to this point? And your first and foremost responsibility as the President of the United States is protecting the homeland. And people are coming in the most crazy and difficult circumstances because they want to come to America. Listen, this is the greatest country in the world. I don't blame them for wanting to come here. But You have to make sure it is done legally and appropriately. People are vetted, and you can't be a free-for-all. If you want to be a country that's secure, you must have secure borders. And why is this administration turning such a blind eye to our southern border at the expense of making sure everybody, Americans, are vaccinated, making sure all these other things happen? But at the border, they didn't need vaccinations. They didn't even vet them. They just said, come on in. How could they do this? Why are they doing this? And to me, it is a dereliction of duty. Let's go to Christopher in Vermont on line seven. Christopher, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead. Well, obviously, they're attempting to recruit a whole new bastion of demon rat voters, Democrat voters, by putting them on the government payroll and what have you. But uh, in the meantime, opening the borders, uh, which were closed by Trump, 
and then trying to blame it on local people like uh, Greg Abbott and what have you. I mean, it's it's despicable. It's absolutely despicable. Yeah, it is. And you know what's interesting, Christopher, too, is the fact, just as you said, that he is they're playing the blame game. Like when everybody said, okay, well, Kamala Harris is going to be talking about the border. I'm thinking, oh, great, is she finally going to have some epiphany and take responsibility? But no, she she basically spent the entire time blaming Greg Abbott because she doesn't want the attention. She wants everything to be away from the border like like we're not supposed to see it. We can see it with our own eyes. It's, a, it's very unfortunate, uh, but but the Democrats are always going to act like Democrats. But Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is, boy, is it a mess. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great men and women in law enforcement. A very sad story coming from Yavapai County, Arizona, where an investigation is now underway after Sergeant Richard Lopez, 51 years old, was shot and killed in the line of duty yesterday. Sergeant Lopez was trying to arrest a theft suspect when an altercation ensued. Neighbors called 911 to report an officer in distress, and responding deputies found Lopez unresponsive. Lopez was rushed to a hospital but died of his injuries, and the suspect barricaded himself for hours until a SWAT team ultimately arrested him. The suspect was not immediately identified, but has been charged with first-degree murder. And the sheriff of the county there in Arizona said, We are so saddened, heartbroken, and above all, very angry. We lost an incredible member of our law enforcement family today. And, of course, our thoughts and prayers are with everybody there in Arizona. And it is a powerful reminder of how difficult the job is for law enforcement every single day and boy is it getting tough on our u.s southern border and we talked about what happened with this horrible discovery of now 53 migrants who died in a sweltering hot abandoned truck can you imagine these drivers just kind of left the truck on the side of the road we're hearing now that one of them was high on meth when he was arrested and just left them there, and, you know, just put them there. They were calling and screaming for help. And now we know that 53 of them have died. It is absolutely horrific. And Texas officials say that these kind of things are happening more and more often because migrants are getting the word that now's the time to come into America. However you can do it, come on in because it was a big old welcome mat because of the Biden administration. Take a listen. This is Ken Paxton, the attorney general of Texas. Yeah, absolutely. On every single front in a very quick period of time, you can't do this unless you're trying. You can't make all these bad things happen all at once unless you're really trying. You can't. This is no accident. They are literally leading the country down a path of destruction, and they're doing it as fast and furious as they can. 
And he believes that the Biden administration is intentionally trying to destroy America by leaving that border so wide open and making not just Texas, but really every state in America, basically a border state. And he also believes that this is going to happen a lot more, a lot just more and more often because the administration refuses to acknowledge the problem at the border. And because of that, these migrants are in grave, grave danger. And so is America. Take a listen. Obviously, a much higher incidence of overdoses because we have a lot more fentanyl coming in because Border Patrol can't stop it because they're busy doing they're busy doing the handoff from the cartels. And then we have just we have more tragedies like this. And the Biden administration knows and expects this to happen. And they're willing to make the trade off of losing some Americans, losing some immigrants if they can get more illegals in the country. That's just a fact. How scary is that? They will put us at risk just because they want to bring more illegals into the country that they're not vetting for health reasons. They're certainly not vetting them for criminal reasons. And we know that a whole bunch of them that were on the terrorist watch list got in in the last month. I mean, the numbers were stunning. And this also comes, by the way, the other thing that I was hearing is these huge reports about these guys arrested with enough fentanyl to kill 12 million people. That's right, 12 million people. Can you imagine? They had 150,000 fentanyl pills. We know that fentanyl is so highly toxic, so deadly. And these individuals were caught with enough to kill millions upon millions of people. And guess what? Typical liberal justice system, these people were let out. They are let out. The judge who saw these guys, they're bringing in enough deadly fentanyl to kill millions of people. And the judge says, well, you know, I don't really see any risks in their background or any problems. They're let out. And the sheriff in that county, it's Tulare County in California, is outraged, saying, how can this happen? Are you kidding me? How could you allow this in any shape or form, people like this to roam freely? It is unbelievable. It is just, it is mind-boggling to me that you go through the process of getting these people, which is very tough sometimes to get these guys. You actually get three of them. Why would you not like keep them behind bars, get every information you could, get all the details about their background, who's funding them, who's bringing this in? It's not like they suddenly just did it all on their own. You know, there's a whole big network behind it. Why are they not trying to break down that network and instead they're releasing them? I mean, talk about soft on crime. This is outrageous. And the sheriff in that county has been speaking out and is just like fit to be tied. He cannot believe it. It is stunning. And that is a huge problem at the border, too. So it's not just these obviously horrible stories of these migrants who are dying to come to America. And many of them under just the most gruesome, difficult circumstances, like those who died just recently in the back of the truck there in San Antonio, There's massive amounts of drugs. There's massive amounts of weapons that are coming through. Cartels are making so much money at the border. They are having huge windfalls financially because of this administration. And that is a huge, huge issue. Take a listen. Here's Judge Jeanine Pirro talking about deadly fentanyl and the Biden administration. 
fentanyl right now, the precursor is coming from China. Through the cartels, the imprint machines are in Mexico. They are killing a generation of our people, 250 deaths a day. And they're killing them between the ages of 18 and 45. I've said this before. They are killing those who are capable of going to war in this country. It's an undeclared war, and we're conspiring with it between Joe Biden and the progressive left. It is a horrible atrocity. And the fact that this administration, that's why there are so many levels to the fact that this border is so wide open. It's not just because bringing individuals in. It's bringing drugs in. It's bringing weapons in. It's bringing in so many of these different issues. And to me, it is stunning. I'm also wondering, why are there not more people protesting at the border? Why are not, you know, I mean, they're frustrated, they're, they're furious, they're angry. But if I lived in one of those border states right now, I would be so outraged. Or if I was a rancher that had my ranch that was backing up right to the border and you see some of these, you know, images of like clothes left and drugs left and all this stuff all constantly at their house or where they feel like they can't leave their kids at home because they're so worried about what's happening with the migrant influx now that's happening at the border. But it is stunning to see just the amount of people coming through. And I'm curious to see where this goes in the next few months. Are they going to try to kind of lay a little low, maybe, leading up to the midterms, knowing that most of us Americans don't want this? And then what, right after November, if they have luck in the houses, which, by the way, I think the Republicans will take the House for sure. But if they do well, Something or some surprise or something happens or, you know, what are they planning? Is Are they trying to kind of lay low, just kind of like with this defund the police movement where like one day they say one thing, one they say another, and then right afterwards, boom, come on in. It is a stunning dereliction of duty, and it has put so many Americans at incredible, incredible risk. Let's go to your calls, everybody. one 800 Eight four eight nine two 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 one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two, and you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Patrick in Georgia on line five. Go ahead, Patrick. Good evening, Mrs. Cosby. Always a pleasure to speak with you, ma'am. Thank you. You, you too. Mentioned- you too. It's so sad, Patrick. This situation with these migrants—it's heartbreaking to hear these stories. Um, you know the way I look at it, you know. Those fellow, those people who died in the trailer, um, they paid their money, they rolled the dice, and the dice came up snake eyes. They lost. It's unfortunate, but they were willing to take the risk, and they suffered the consequences of their misjudgment. Although, you know, you know what's interesting, Patrick? Obviously, yes, they took a chance, and... It's obviously a very dangerous situation, but I also feel like these people, I don't blame people for wanting to come to this country. It's the greatest country in the world. And when they see that it's wide open, the border pretty much, as we see every day with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they see a unique opportunity to come to this great country that we all love. And they also get sold a bill of goods, too, because I don't think... They obviously ever imagined they'd be stuck in a truck with no air conditioning, no water. A lot of these coyotes and people that move them across the border make a lot of false promises to these people and say, oh, yeah, you know, it's really easy. We'll take you there. It'll be in an easy, nice conditioned, air conditioned truck. It'll be this. It'll be that. We'll have food. We'll have water. I mean, who knows what false promises 
lured them to come here. Um, so I don't necessarily blame them um, for wanting to come. Obviously, I don't like people breaking the law, um, but I understand why they want to come to this great country, and I feel sorry for them. Listen, the conditions they're living in are not great, but we also have to vet who comes here, and we have to think of our country and our priorities first and foremost. Patrick, thank you very much. Let's go to Bob on line six. Bob, your thoughts about this? Good morning. Good good evening, Rita. How are you? Good evening, Bob. Go ahead. Um, All the governors out west should get together and file a class action lawsuit for manslaughter against Biden. I mean, he's ignoring his responsibility of securing the borders, which is his primary duty. Yeah, it is stunning. You know, I mean, there were discussions, by the way, there are a lot of people in the Republican side that say that if they take the House, because right now they don't really have any control whatsoever, as we're seeing with this, you know, sham of a January 6th committee. But if they can get control of the House and the Senate or even just the House, they're talking about maybe doing some hearings, going after also Mayorkas. I mean, he's also, remember, he's the head of Homeland Security. What is he doing? I mean, he isn't doing anything. He's just condemning, uh, you know, the border agents, it seems like. Um, so he, I think we're going to see a lot of things change if Republicans get the House in November. And that's only a few months away. Would you be for that, Bob, if they said, hey, let's uh, maybe look at even impeachment hearings of Mayorkas? Well, I, I don't see why they can't start it now. Well, they don't have I mean, the authority. They don't have the votes because they're not in charge. And they, like, whoever is the leading party has to have basically the votes to be able to push these things through. And as we've saw, seen right now, the Democrats have it, and that's why they were able to push January 6th. That's why everything is January 6th. Bob, thank you very much. Great to have you on. Let's go to Bernie uh, on line one in Staten Island. Go ahead, Bernie, your thoughts. Uh, Rita, why don't we throw these judges who let these three uh, people with fentanyl go, why don't we throw these judges into prison? They'll say that they were constitutionally elected. But as Justice Jackson said, I think it was Justice Jackson, he said the Constitution is not a suicide pact. We have to throw, the American people have to throw these judges into prison, no matter what the Constitution says. Well, you know what? It is outrageous that these judges do get a free pass, Bernie. You're right, because... How could somebody go up before you? Can you imagine? Like, I almost thought it was a typo when I heard that it was 12 million people could have been killed by the amount of fentanyl these people had. And you have somebody, I mean, I mean, that's a stunning number. And you have these people before you and you say, well, they're not really a risk. We're going to let them out. But I hate to say that in a way, I'm not really that stunned. Look at what's happened in so many other cases across the country where people come before these soft on crime judges. And of course, this is a case in California. It's Tulare County, California. And that judge there in a soft on crime area uh, let the person out. And it's so bad, by the way, Bernie, that you have sheriffs. I mean, in so many of these cases, the sheriffs can't believe it because they go through the effort of busting these guys. You know, they want to obviously see that justice is served on them. They're they're horrified by it. And they are baffled that these people are back out on the streets. I mean, they can't believe it either. So it's this combination of of this, like, you know, you've got these great law enforcement folks who are doing the great work of getting these folks. 
and these judges are just giving them a free pass. And that's why people need to really look when they go out there and they start voting, because obviously a lot of these people are elected into political office or appointed, depending on the situation. And that is why it's so important that we get out and vote. And next time when you go to the ballot, don't just go, okay, DA, eh, we'll just check them off. Know that person's policies. And if you have the opportunity to be voting for judges or people who are appointing the judges, make sure you're well aware of their policies because, boy, is it backfiring on America in a big, big way. And, Bernie, I think this encapsulates it in a huge way. Let's go to BJ uh, on line eight. BJ, your thoughts about it? Well, you know, Rita, political correctness is destroying this country. You know, a couple of weeks ago in Uvalde, Texas, all the liberals went to grab the guns after that tragedy ensued. And it was, I think it was like 20 kids and two adults uh, got killed. Now we have a situation with 52 people dead in, in San Antonio, and you have no liberals down there screaming about the border because this is what's happening. The, the border, uh, uh, if we discuss the gaping border and the drugs and all of the human trafficking and the illegal aliens that are coming back and forth, then we have to discuss the truth. And the truth is, is that Donald Trump had almost 400 miles of border wall that stopped this. No one was coming through. But now we have crazy amounts of people that are coming in here because they know they're not going to be stopped the minute they get here. And then you have situations like the, the coyotes are packing in these, these uh, uh, tractor-trailer trucks and driving in these unsafe conditions. So we, I, I thought Kamala Harris was supposed to fix the border. I mean, she claimed she was. She, she, she had a Zoom call and everything, but apparently <laughs> it didn't work. So, you know, it's amazing, BJ, you know, that you had the, the, you know, she had a Zoom call. How sad is that, that that's that is her way of fixing the border. And then after this horrible tragedy, what does she do? She spends the time blasting, you know, Governor Abbott because she didn't like that he was criticizing her and President Biden's policies, which are very easy to criticize right now because they're doing nothing. And I think. You know, just like you said, this is indicative. These people packed into the back of a truck to the point where they're dying of, of heat and, hydra- you know, dehydration. It, it's horrible. It is so, so horrible to hear. But yet they're coming here because they see this as the time to come. And they're willing to get packed in the back of a truck to come, obviously not expecting what happens, certainly. But people are making huge money. And these coyotes and these cartels, that are also very much a part of the human smuggling operation. I mean, very much tied to the cartels and drugs. They are making bigger money than they have ever made in U.S. history. And boy, is that another tragedy of the Biden administration. I'm going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about the horrible case of 53 migrants who have now died after being abandoned in the back of a truck at the border. By the way, I want to play this clip. Um, This is Cut 40. This is Governor Abbott, who talks about how this never would have happened because under President Trump, there was a border wall. There was tons of security. 
And he says that President Trump respected the sovereignty of this country. Here's Cut 40, Governor Abbott. Again, everything that we just talked about and everything that we've done up until now uh, would not have been needed if, if all that President Biden had done was to keep in place the border security plan that had been put in place by President Trump. Under President Trump, we saw the fewest illegal crossings in decades. Under President Biden, we see all-time record highs. It's time for President Biden to reinstate the strategies that were put in place by President Trump that proved so effective. Yeah, and he is not doing anything that President Trump was doing, even if it was extremely effective because he doesn't like President Trump. It's just like January 6th. They're out to get President Trump. That's what this is about. It's not about justice. And we're going to talk about that in the next hour here on the show. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Michael on line three. Michael, what do you make of the whole border policy of President Biden? It's been a disaster. Oh, it's, it's a threat to America and every American citizen who pays taxes, who live by law and order. But the thing is, Judge Jeanine Pernero's public question, why? Why does Joe Biden allow this to happen at our border? It's because he hates our country. And I'm going to say this to every property taxpayer in our country right now, especially here in the East Coast, like in New York and New Jersey. Wait till those children start attending our public school systems. You think your border bit property taxes are high now? Wait till next year. You're going to be really mad. And hopefully this will encourage uh, all all people vote to go out there and vote and use their right as a citizen to vote and make a change in this country. Because if that doesn't work, the only thing left after that is honestly an armed civil war. And I really mean that because I'm getting tired of it. Every day I work, well, every five days a week I work, I bust my rump to pay my property tax, my bills, and still I get piled on with higher gas, gas, gas prices, higher tax being imposed on me, and it's pushing, me, it's pushing people like me to the brink. You ever wonder why there's mass shootings? I'll tell you why there's mass shootings in this country. Except for the, the teenagers who shoot up a school who are 18 and under, forget them. They don't, they don't have the, 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 how can I say, this, the responsibilities of a, that adult has, like paying bills, you know, paying the, the mortgages, the rents, the food bills, their car payments. Yeah, although, you know, and, and, uh, by, the way, and by the way, Michael, obviously we don't want anybody who's, you know, who's you know, pushing for violence. That's not the answer, but people are frustrated. I hear you. And that's where what they need to do is just what you said at the beginning there is go to the ballot box. you got to get out and vote. And you got to vote out people who do not have the best interests of the United States because that is 1,000% the key. Um, let's go to Norm real quick on line two. Norm, your thoughts about this real quick. Yeah, my thoughts are that, yes, of course, Rita, the Biden administration has blood on its hands because of this. But I think the unfortunately, I think the American public, which is a, a which is, I think, the largest consumer of cocaine and drugs. OK, I think that I think that they are indirectly propping up these. Hey, Rita, can I go over? Yeah, you know what? You know and Actually, you know what? I'll have you. Uh, I'll have you after the break too. But we're talking about. We're going to be talking about January sixth too, also as well. I know another hot topic for you. But uh, but we'll continue with you after the break too. Norm, call us back. But um, Norm, no, your point is a good one. That Americans are using drugs. They're using drug smuggling. They're doing all that. But still, it's got to stop. Feisty, fearless, and fair. 
she's an Emmy-winning journalist. From the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story, this is the Rita Cosby Show. And I am disgusted by this so-called system of justice. When you look at the January 6th committee that they put ahead this woman, you know, young woman, Cassidy Hutchinson, and her allegations sounded quite explosive. Take a listen to when she testified yesterday. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Angle. And Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. And it sounded like a bombshell. People were calling it a bombshell. Everybody's going, oh, this is going to be the whole thing. This is the big surprise witness. And now it turns out that immediately, almost within minutes of her testifying, reporters find out from the Secret Service agents that she claimed told her that story, that that didn't happen. It's not true. And they are willing to testify under oath. Take a listen. This is ABC News's Pierre Thomas talking about that. A source close to the Secret Service need to expect that the Secret Service will push back against any allegation of an assault against an agent or President Trump reaching for the steering wheel, David. Very interesting. So that that exchange that was described today, the Secret Service wants to answer that under oath. So we'll wait for that development coming. To me, that is so outrageous. You put somebody out there who is going after the president of the United States. You don't vet them. You don't try to corroborate her story. And yet journalists were able to debunk her story. And these are not exactly like conservative justices. I mean, conservative journalists, we heard first off from NBC News. Then we heard there from ABC News. These are mainstream, often left-leaning media organizations that right away said it's not true that the Secret Service agents say it is an absolute lie. It's a falsehood. Why didn't the January 6th committee do that? And how many people do you think in America maybe saw the explosive testimony, but they don't see that it turns out that the Secret Service is ready to totally undercut everything that this woman said? And it makes me think anything she has said, I question her credibility. But Adam Schiff, Adam Schiff, who was pushing on the Russia hoax, continues to defend this woman. Get this. Even after all of that, he still is standing by this young woman's testimony. Look, I believe Cassidy Hutchinson. I think she's a very, very smart, very capable, very honest individual. Uh, she has no incentive uh, to make up something that isn't true. Uh, and, and so I, I think she's a very, very credible witness. She has been very consistent in pointing out things that she doesn't know. Yes. And as a former prosecutor, one of the things that I look for in a witness is what are they telling me that they know and are they willing to tell me they don't know things and to set out the limits of their knowledge. She has done that, I think, consistently, and that makes her very credible. Well, a lot of people think she has no credibility, but yet Liz Cheney, who is leading the charge in this committee, clearly has a vendetta 
for President Trump. She is clearly out to get President Trump. And by the way, tonight she is speaking about the future of the GOP at the Reagan Library. A lot of people are saying that she has been undermining the future of the GOP. And in fact, there have been reports lately that she's also even been soliciting Democrats and others in terms of fundraising because she is in a very competitive primary. And she has been leading the charge against President Trump. Take a listen, because here's just one of the questions that she had yesterday on this January 6th committee. Ms. Hutchinson, did Rudy Giuliani ever suggest that he was interested in receiving a presidential pardon related to January 6th? He did. Ms. Hutchinson, did White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows ever indicate that he was interested in receiving a presidential pardon related to January 6th? Mr. Meadows did seek that pardon. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Ms. Hutchinson. And this is what's supposed to be a bipartisan committee seeking the truth. Boy, it is a disaster. And Liz Cheney has just been so clearly out to get President Trump and selectively picking certain quotes and not playing other quotes. It has just been an incredible incredible to see it. And I think so many of us here in America are just going, boy, is this a dog and pony show or what? And is this the right person, Liz Cheney, to be speaking about the future of the GOP right now at the Reagan Library? Well, joining us right now is the person who is her GOP primary challenger in Wyoming, Harriet Hageman. She is running against Liz Cheney there And Harriet is a longtime person from Wyoming, very dedicated to the state, and says she has had enough. And she is joining us now here on the Rita Cosby Show. Harriet, great to have you here on the show. Rita, it's wonderful to be with you. Thank you. You know, what is your reaction, first off, I guess, to the fact that here is Liz Cheney talking about supposedly the future of the GOP at the Reagan Library. What was your reaction when you heard that? Because she seems to be more closely aligned with the Democrats than the Republicans. Well, there's no question that she's very closely aligned with the Democrats and, in fact, is pursuing an agenda that is deflecting attention from the failures of the Biden administration and the Pelosi agenda. And so for her to be speaking about the future of the GOP, one of the things that always strikes me about people like Liz Cheney is I refer to them as the manage the decline party. They're perfectly comfortable with whomever is in power in Washington, D.C., just as long as it's them. And just as long as they can go to the proper cocktail parties and they can attend the right events and be seen at the at the Kennedy Center and those kinds of things, they, they're, they're okay with what is happening to the rest of the country. But we're not okay with it. And so the way I would describe what you just laid out, and you've just done it so brilliantly and so succinctly, I'm a constitutional attorney. I don't just play one on TV. And what's so fascinating about this is everything that you just described is why we have rules of evidence. It's why we have rules of procedure. It's why we have our due process protections under the Fifth Amendment. In other words, what they've laid out and what they've done is stuff that would never 
be admissible in court because by definition, it is unreliable. By definition, here is a woman who was describing great detail what allegedly happened in either the uh, the Beast or the Suburban. We don't know exactly which vehicle it was, but she's describing in great detail what happened, what physically went on, and 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 how they reached for the clavicle, um, and and how we you know the conversation that was held, and she wasn't a witness to any of it. She would right. no and more we, be and able to have also now Secret Service agents who are refuting it too, and it, and I'll be curious they, to see if they actually call them. Well, and that's exactly right. So they're refuting her testimony, and what you have Adam Schiff saying is, "I believe her," but the only thing he's saying is. I believe that she's telling me what she thinks somebody else said. So, again, it, it, it's hearsay upon hearsay upon hearsay, absolutely inadmissible. And I don't mean to get into the legal weeds on this, but this is why we have due process. One of the most foundational aspects of due process is the right to confront the witness and cross-examination, because then we can get to these questions and we can find out what Miss, uh, what, what Cassidy knows. We can question her about, well, when did you hear this and, and how long was that conversation and who actually relayed that to you and where were you at the time and what did you hear with this and what did you see with this? Cross-examination is the most important tool that we have to actually ferret out the truth. Yet no cross-examination is being allowed. This is a farce. It is a Stalinist show trial. And we just have a few minutes left. I want to make sure, um, and everybody, we're talking to Harriet Hageman, um, who is doing great in the polls. I saw some of the new polls that just came out. Uh, Of course, the Challenger 2 Liz Cheney. um, Recent polls put you really far ahead. Um, You also received President Trump's endorsement. What are some of the other big issues and what do you want to say to folks listening across the country? Because I know you've got the primary coming up in August, early August. Well, Rita, for one thing, people can go to my website at hegemonforwyoming.com to learn more about me. That'll give you information about my background and my history and what I've done and the cases I've handled and what I intend to do when I get into Congress. But the issues that are important to the people in Wyoming are inflation and open border fentanyl that's coming across the border. The fact that Joe Biden is the largest uh, human trafficker in the history of our our country, and we just had 53 people die in a horrific situation down in Texas. We're concerned about the attack on our fossil fuel industry. We are concerned about what's happening in our schools. We're concerned about the crime in our cities. There are so many things that are of of importance right now. We've got a Democrat administration that's destroying everything it's touching, and, and Liz Cheney is not only deflecting attention from the Biden administration's failures, she's almost an apologist for it. She has she she is uh, working with the Democrats to destroy the Democrat or the Republican Party. She's working with the Democrats to destroy conservatism. She's working with the Democrats to destroy what the GOP is. Well, Harriet, we have a hard break here, but I just want to say thank you. I wish you so much luck. And everybody, Harriet Hageman, who is taking on Liz Cheney and doing very well in the polls. And I am sure a lot of our folks listening uh, are saying bravo, bravo, bravo. Um, Harriet, great to have you on. Thank you so much. And everybody, when we come back, we're going to take your calls about January 6th. And now it looks like also, as you can tell, Liz Cheney has a big challenger 
And boy, do a lot of people want to see her out of the GOP and see Harriet Hageman come on in. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show. And you were just hearing from Harriet Hageman, who is the GOP challenger to Liz Cheney in Wyoming. And she said she's just outraged. She's a constitutional attorney and was saying, how could a January 6th committee happen where they have a witness, this Cassidy Hutchinson, this woman who was in her 20s, who testified yesterday, and where nobody can cross-examine her. Nobody can spend time corroborating her. And the January 6th committee is just picking and choosing what they would like the American public to hear and trying to ignore the other parts. And right away, we're hearing that the agents, that's this, this woman claims that Trump was lunging for the agents, that the Trump was trying to choke basically the agents and grab the wheel and do all these things. And then we have the agents who are now coming out, according to multiple sources all over the place, saying they're ready to testify that none of that happened. How could you have a hearing and not even check to corroborate this woman's story? Are they so desperate to try to bring down President Trump that they're not even going to do basic legal checking, that they're not going to verify, they're not going to vet? And even after all these things have come out, where now it is coming out that the Secret Service agents say, hey, listen, call us under oath. We're willing to testify under oath and say this didn't happen. Basically, this woman is lying. It's not true. Well, even after all of that, we just heard a little bit ago that Liz Cheney, who is speaking at the Reagan Library, talking about the future of the GOP, which, boy, is that an interesting conversation because she seems to be much more of a Democrat than a Republican. Well, she's there basically saying praising Cassidy Hutchinson yesterday, basically saying that she was terrific, that he she, you know, admired her. I mean, after all these things are coming through about this woman's credibility, you're still going to stick with it. You're not even going to say, well, maybe we should vet her better. Maybe we should call these agents in to verify her story. I'll be curious. I bet you they won't even call these Secret Service agents in because they don't want anybody who's going to say a different story than what they're trying to present to the American public. And it is outrageous. I agree with Harriet Hageman, what she was just saying. It's horrible. And, And to me, it's outrageous that they are sticking to their guns as opposed to trying to go after the truth. And this is what Congressman Jamie Raskin had to say. He was praising her as well. He was praising Hutchinson even after these allegations came forward about her credibility. This is what he had to say. Cassidy Hutchinson uh, was an exemplary witness who demonstrated remarkable courage and character in coming forward to explain exactly how serious Um, the threat of political violence was and how much it was uh, understood uh, within the White House before it took place. Yeah, I mean, that is crazy. Oh, to say she's courageous, that she's spot on, when you have Secret Service agents with decades of experience saying, she's lying. I mean, how desperate is this committee to get to President Trump that they're going to throw any sense of decency and anything of basic 
101 Legal Work Under the Bus. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norman on line four. We'll continue with you, Norm. Go ahead. What did you think of it? What do you think of Liz Cheney still standing by this young woman, even though the Secret Service is basically saying she's lying? Well, she did throw ketchup. I mean, he did throw ketchup, Rita. My God. My God. <laughs> exactly. That was one of the other allegations was right. that he was so upset about Bill Barr right. uh, that he threw a plate. Uh, she says it was broken right. uh, across. Nice, it was his lunch or something that had ketchup in it. But isn't that crazy? Yeah. What do you make of Liz Cheney and Jamie Raskin, these people still saying, oh, well, she's a great. Mm-hmm. I, this woman is courageous. They're making it sound like it's Joan of Arc. She's not courageous. And anyway, I, I just from your previous guest, I'm holding a letter from Liz Cheney in my hands right now that I got in January. Uh, basically, uh, Liz Cheney was soliciting me for money, you know, like they solicit all Republicans and conservatives, I guess. But um, I think your previous guest is going to win because if they're if they're that desperate that they have to solicit, uh, you know, conservatives in New York City, uh being that she's from Wyoming, I think that that's, uh, that's a tell. What, yeah, it, it sure is happen. that she is desperately trying to get funds any place she can, any supporters. Because, mm-hmm. But for her to be talking tonight and to be talking about the future of the GOP, uh, that she is the future in a way of the GOP as she thinks, do you think she's the future? Is Liz Cheney the future of the GOP? No, Liz Liz Cheney is the future of being a rhino in the zoo with a giant horn in her head. No, no, she's not. Uh, she's not the future of the GOP. This is uh, all of this is sour grapes against Trump because uh, her daddy was uh, was Bush's boy, and that and you know I, that's that. Yeah, they're they're globalist rhinos, and I. Uh, you know, I, I trust her as far as I throw her, and uh, hopefully she will lose. That's, that's yeah, and right now it looks like she will, based on the polls. Uh, but she's trying to get money, by the way, from Democrats. Apparently, that's according to reports that she's doing a lot of fundraising in Democratic circles. What a surprise. Norm, thank you. Great, and thank you for sticking around. Uh, let's go to Eric on line seven. Uh, Eric, your thoughts about this Cassidy Hutchinson woman and Liz Cheney spearheading this attack and standing by her still? Well, Rita, I heard something bad. I heard that six women came forward and said that Trump uh, tried to grab their steering wheels. So <laughs> doesn't look too good. No, I, I heard that from somebody else. I mean, but I'm like, why did I think of that? What I I am sick of this is culture of, of of dishonesty and lawlessness. Like it's Mueller time. That's my new line on on online. Like, you know, it's okay to just get up in front of a committee and lie, make up this, make up that. I mean, what kind of example are they setting? And you know, I mean, Liz Cheney, she's no Kristen Sinema or Joel Manchin. You know what I mean? I mean, I just what, what it's just amazing to me, and and what scares me is that this is desperation. Like, what are they going to do next? They just because none of this is nothing's going to happen. They, they want the public to hear all this crap because you have to be a real simpleton to to just buy into this blindly like this. I mean, who? I mean, I objectively speaking, you know, it, it's just sad. It's sad. I mean, we're, you know, we're Trump Democrats. We're, we're Democrats, but they're just a. Uh, well, the, there's common sense Democrats. They're just not. Uh, they're just not very vocal. You know. So, well, I mean, and also, and also, and also, what's stunning to Eric is that so far we're not hearing that they're planning on calling these agents. I mean, that to me is 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 an outrageous, transparent. Uh, to me, it just shows 
that the whole plan of January 6th is all about Trump. It's not about getting to justice. We still don't know. Apparently, there's been all these reports where he had called for the National Guard. This is a guy they're trying to make it sound like, you know, he's trying to create this insurrection. And yet he was calling for the National Guard for 20,000 of them several days before. We don't know why Nancy Pelosi turned it down and the mayor. Why did that happen? Why can't we get to the bottom of it? They're not seeking truth. They are seeking. It's basically a witch hunt. And that seems to be all that they are concerned about here. Eric, thank you very, very much for the call. And it's outrageous to me, the fact that that is their focus. Their focus is going after Trump and not even seeking justice. And if people can come out, it doesn't matter if they're credible Secret Service agents with decades of career. Oh, we're not going to call them. Let's see if they have the guts. That will be the true test. If they're going to call these agents, we're going to say, your, your witness was basically a liar. We're going to continue with your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a beautiful story coming out of Smith. Field, Rhode Island. We all know that gas is super expensive, but a station in Smithfield is teaming up with a local group to offer relief at the pump for some Rhode Islanders. Veterans or active duty members of the military are going to be able to get free gas at the Sunoco station at a specific one on Pleasant View Avenue in Smithfield from 10 a.m. to noon this Friday. Now, the station is going to fill the first 200 vehicles that arrive with up to 10 gallons at no charge. You can bet it's going to be pretty busy there. Three of the local business owners who were all college classmates came up with the idea. We wanted to see, they said, to do something with Independence Day coming up this weekend. So they called the gas station owner to see if he was in, and he said, of course I am. And the idea came together quickly. They also say that the Sunoco manager is a very giving man. He just loves to give back to the community, especially since they say their customers are so good to them, and we want to give back and also especially to help our veterans. What a beautiful story of honoring the military and giving back and trying to help everybody right now with compounding inflation and escalating gas prices And to be able to do it on Independence Day is a beautiful, beautiful thing. We are talking, of course, about the January 6th hearing because the Democrats made it sound like, boy, that was the biggest bombshell in the world when Cassidy Hutchinson testified. And by the way, um, in the last few hours, Cassidy Hutchinson, even though her testimony is coming under enormous scrutiny because the Secret Service agents apparently that she was referring to in her testimony say it didn't happen. And in the last uh, few hours, Casey uh, Cassidy Hutchinson's attorneys are saying that her client, uh, their client is sticking to their guns, that the testimony she said yesterday is still standing and she is not withdrawing her testimony. She is sticking to her testimony. I guess she can't say anything else because, my goodness, uh, otherwise she would be admitting to perjuring or she was under oath, remember, when she went there. And yet this is the testimony that everybody is talking about that suddenly 
is immediately coming under scrutiny. Take a listen to, again, what she said yesterday that caused this big surprise hearing. Remember, the January 6th committee said, oh, we've got to break into programming. We've got to do a big surprise hearing. We've got the bombshell witness with the smoking gun. And this is what Cassidy Hutchinson testified to. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Angle. And Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. So basically saying the president was lunging at Secret Service, demanding to go to the Capitol, uh, obviously totally out of control was the testimony, and it didn't sound good. But then soon afterwards, we heard from sources close to the Secret Service agents that were telling many in the mainstream media, in fact, many left-leaning media, that it's not true. And the Secret Service agents are ready to testify. So what do you think now, everybody? Do you think this committee will have the guts to and the right thing to do, certainly, to have these Secret Service agents testify? I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to dodge and weave and come up with some other reason and just say, okay, well, let's move on, because that's the way that they have presented facts this far, and it would be par for the course. But I think they have to let them testify. And so does Brian Kilmeade of Fox News. This is what Brian had to say earlier today. So I just think, uh, number one, there's they, they, the committee is under its greatest pressure right now to answer the Secret Service's request to go back under oath and bring them forward. They lose all credibility if they take the Secret Service behind closed doors and don't let these other people come forward and defend themselves because they say that they're fair and they're getting all sides and Republicans chose to be out of it. Secret Service wants to go ahead and correct the record. Now they have to. But will they actually do it? I agree with Brian. They may try to, like, kind of sneak them behind closed doors. They might not even call them. I mean, the way that they've been handling this kangaroo court, they may not even call them. And then it would come down to credibility because I think already this woman's credibility is shot. There was also a note that Liz Cheney brought up and said, hey, isn't this your handwriting? And she said, oh, yeah, that's my handwriting. I wrote this on January 6th. And now one of the attorneys for President Trump says, "Uh uh-uh, that's my handwriting. She didn't write it. She was a very low-level aide. This was my handwriting. So get a handwriting expert or have them put both their handwriting side by side. It's probably pretty obvious who wrote that note. You could probably get to the bottom of it, but I don't think they're even going to try. Here is what Jesse Waters of Fox News had to say, because he said when you get those Secret Service agents there, when you get the leaders there of the Secret Service, especially these guys who've been there for decades, Uh, I mean, these guys are highly skilled, uh, very well trained, obviously, you know, very, you know, highly credible guys and gals that are in the Secret Service. They will blow this witness away. Take a listen. This is how Jesse Waters describes it. And if you put up this Secret Service agent who says this girl's lying, I never said that. He's got 20 years in the Secret Service. Guy's got a ton of integrity. She's fresh out of college. Who do you believe? He has a lot to lose by lying. She has everything to gain by lying. Look at her. She's the new it girl, right? She's going to get a job offer at CNN. She's going to be a contributor. She'll probably get a book deal and she'll waltz around at every party in Washington, go to Cafe Milano, never have to pay for another drink. 
So I'm suspicious of her. Yeah, and I'm extremely suspicious of her. The fact that secret, I've never like heard where suddenly Secret Service agents were like, uh, 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 this is not true. And we're prepared to testify to that. So get them on the stand. Get them there before Congress, not behind closed doors. Get them in front of the public. Let's see if this committee has even one shred of credibility and decency. And then they will do this. But my gut tells me they're not even going to try. And by the way, there's also reports out tonight that this Cassidy Hutchinson has now uh, basically was working for President Trump that right after January 6th, soon afterwards, she started working for him and doing work for him and then wanted to continue working for him. And then, according to this report, basically, he didn't want to have her working anymore because people were saying that she's not reliable and that she's a little flaky and some other issues. And then he lets her go. And then suddenly she comes forward and is now this blockbuster witness. Are you seeing a pattern here? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Larry on line five from Brooklyn. Larry, your thoughts. Yeah. Hi, Rita. Um, Well, first of all, this testimony, there's two there's two parts of it that render it very, very suspicious. Number one, I'm assuming clavicles is the neck area, right? Yeah. So so what they're trying to do is they're trying to make uh, President Trump into some kind of maniac that tries to strangle a uh, Secret Service agent. Now, he could get excited, Trump. There's no doubt about it. But but there's a big difference between getting excited and lunging for the guy's neck. Now, keep in mind, they also said he lunged for the steering wheel. So wait a minute. He's lunging for the steering wheel, and he's also lunging for the neck? Well, I mean, what are they going to say he's doing next? Lunging for the guys, I don't want to say what, you know, cojones? Right, right, right. No, you're right. And you know what I said last night, Larry? I said he's got to be like Gumby, because if you've been in these vehicles, there's usually a good bit of distance you know, I mean, I mean, you know, to be able to like swing his arm and do this while they're driving. I mean, you're right. They're trying to make him look like he's completely out of control. And if you are accusing the president of the United States of something so serious as this, especially with all the sensitivities surrounding January 6th, you better have your facts right. And for her to come forward and say this, where now those agents that were involved are saying it's not true, you know, either... She made it up. Uh, Maybe she misunderstood. Whatever the case is, whatever it is, the committee clearly did not vet her and vet her testimony. How could you ever just have somebody who comes forward to make some claim like that that you could have easily corroborated? It it takes them to look. They've had no, you know, no uh, withholding of of, uh, going after anybody tied to President Trump. Look what they did to Peter Navarro. They stop him at an airport. John Eastman, the attorney, they stop him, get his you know, cell phones. I mean, they've been going after all these people close to President Trump. It's pretty easy for them to subpoena people and talk to people. They could talk to these Secret Service agents in two minutes. Why would you not check her testimony, especially on something as damning and such a serious allegation about the president of the United States? To me, it shows such a reckless disregard for the truth that they don't want to know. They don't want to have anybody else. They just want to take one. They're they're so desperate to try to get President Trump that they're willing to take anybody's testimony, even if it's not corroborated. Go ahead, Lair. 
Also, Rita, there's another part of the story that's suspicious, and that's where the Secret Service agent says, we're going back to the West. We're not going to the Capitol, going to the West Wing. This is clearly insubordination. A Secret Service agent is not like uh, his uh, foreign policy, his chief of staff. You know, I mean, for, for a Secret Service agent to overrule the president and say, no, we're going back here like he's a little child, that is high. That is that is very insubordinate behavior. And it's very, they, but it's typical that the Democrats would try to depict uh, President Trump as a child that has to be. Uh, you've been manhandled by his by his, by a, a I don't want to say a lowly secret service agent, but they're really there to do the bidding of the president. Am I no, right? you're right. You're right. They're they're just trying to do whatever they can to go after him. And that's by the way, even on the first day, remember of the hearing, it was like right away they were like President Trump this and President Trump in 2024. And as soon as they said that, I was like, okay, you know, they've made their uh, their mission very transparent. And this to me, is just the icing on the cake. I think, first of all, it obviously hurts this woman's credibility tremendously that now these agents are saying it ain't true. So that looks terrible. It hurts the committee's integrity. Any shred of integrity that they had, it is through the window right now. And especially, I really do believe they have to have these Secret Service agents testify now. I think they have to. They have an obligation to the American public to have them and have them testify publicly, not behind closed doors where they can suddenly say something and then they come out and twist the truth to the American public and maybe say, oh, well, it was just a difference of understanding or whatever. No, we need to see them and see them say, no, that did not happen. And, you know, either we told her it didn't happen or who knows how she heard otherwise. Whatever the case is, it's not true. I mean, if they have any shred of integrity, they're going to do that. And I sadly think they don't. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jimmy on line seven. Jimmy, your thoughts about this? I remember as a kid, we heard something. Most of us heard these old sayings like, thou shall not lie and uh, thou shall not bear false witness. This is an example of the deterioration of P- of America. This is this is really really I don't use the word outlandish because I know this is more like a revolution, but this is really sickening. This is like a skit on Seinfeld. And the idea that people believe this, some people believe it. Stan believes it. It just shows you that the, these people vote. These people are in charge of our government. They could get us in wars. They could destroy our economic system. They could keep the border open. This is the craziness, this demonic, diabolical party. This is not the Democrat Party we used to know. I have to read you a sentence. Needless to say, keeping the anti-Trump movement as united as possible will be vital. Everything rests on the balance of forces and the willingness of those forces to fight. This is from the American Communist Party, December 9, 2020. This movement is powerful. One more, if I may. Leadership Institute. Yeah, real quick, Jim, if you could, okay. real quick. This is from the uh, American Federation of Teachers and United Federation of Teachers. The AFT condemns the climate of intolerance and hate toward Muslims that, that has been enabled by inflammatory and bigoted re- rhetoric of pre- President Trump and his followers. You have major unions that are controlling our kids' minds, shaping the future people of America, the future leaders. 
You have the Communist Party active. This is a really united movement. But this woman, I think she screwed it up for their side. You'd have to be really, really crazy. Could you imagine this girl's, this woman's boyfriend, if she has a boyfriend? Who would trust this woman after this? Well, and that's that. And she's apparently still sticking to her testimony, according to her attorneys. But the committee also has a responsibility, too, to vet these people. You know, and and if indeed she did work like there's this report out there now that she worked for President Trump, did some work for him in January and uh, for a couple months and then wanted to stay on. And then he was trying to kind of get rid of her because he thought she was a little off kilter. So if indeed that's the case, right, and then suddenly when he doesn't want to have her around anymore, then suddenly she comes out and says this to Congress and, and changes her story. But if she even was working for him and speaking highly of him and doing all these other things, apparently to multiple reports after January 6th, you know, and then when suddenly she couldn't get the right kind of career opportunity, according to reports again, uh, then she goes south on him. I mean, this is outrageous. I mean, this is this. And, and what does it say for Congress that this is the standard of how they bring in witnesses, that they don't vet somebody like that? I mean, to me, it's outrageous. Absolutely. Let's go to Stan. Uh, line three. Stan, your thoughts about this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, and your paper. You know what you can do with your paper. You know where it could go. Anyway, Jimmy, goodbye. Oh my God, Stan! Stan, you and Jim. But anyway, focus on the focus on the topic. Larry, who said about the Secret Service, sir, the Secret Service, if they believe that the president is in danger, can tell the president we're going, and they have to go. He doesn't tell them not to. They they protect his life whether they like him or not. So you better learn a little bit more about what the Secret Service do. And if they have to move him, they move him. As they did with Gerald Ford but, when he but was Larry, a guy. Stan, Stan, Larry's point was that clearly this testimony was designed to try to diminish President Trump. You've got to admit that the way that this has come about and now the fact that these Secret Service agents have come out and really questioned this woman's story. I mean, they have like blown a lid through it. It's not just poke a little hole. I mean, they have literally come out and they're talking to ABC News, NBC News, sources saying that they will testify this is not true. This hurts her credibility and it makes you wonder everything in this story that she has said. And it also hurts the credibility if there was any of this January 6th committee. you got to admit that. Look, look, uh, 90% of what she has stated, I agree with. You're, you're hopping on this. Let them testify. But you say they This they was will the main testify. part. You Stan, this ends, was, Stan, this was the main part of her testimony. This was the most damning part, the main part of her testimony. And within minutes, Secret Service agents said it did not happen. The committee... It. When you're going after the president of the United States and you don't want to spend five minutes just to check with Secret Service agents to corroborate what she's saying, this blockbuster witness that you're telling all networks to basically break in on primetime, you have a responsibility to the American public to at least try to vet her. And they didn't do that. Don't you think that let's get the Secret Service agents to testify now, Stan, don't you think? I told you that last night, let them go. But you want to play both ends. You're also saying that they won't testify because or they won't call them. I believe they will call them, okay? You're saying they won't call them. Because I, I, think, I don't position. think they're going to have the guts. I think if they do, they'll oh, do it behind closed doors. Guts, Rita. 
Because they're going to they they are gonna have egg on their face like no tomorrow, Stan. After this is over, this makes them just look like such a sham. It's not a, it's not a committee for justice. It is a sham show. We're going to continue with your calls after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show, and we are talking about this witness who now the Secret Service is saying that's not accurate, what she testified to before the January 6th committee under oath, too. Uh, So this is big time serious. And again, she's sticking to her story, but Secret Service agents are saying what she testified to, that Trump was out of control and lunging at the neck of one of the agents, they claim That did not happen, that essentially she is not telling the truth or got information from the wrong person. But either way, her credibility, I think, is shot. And I think this committee, which didn't have a lot of credibility to begin with, their credibility is shot. It's 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Paul on line two. Paul, your thoughts real quick. Hello, Rita. Um, Sometimes I wonder if Norm ever checks his social media accounts, but aside from that, um, Cassidy took an oath. Apparently that oath means nothing because the story on face value is completely absurd. It, it, they make him sound like he's like a hero in an action movie. You know, one hand he's, he's hitting an agent, the other hand he's grabbing the wheel. And mind you, she's not even there. This is all coming from Anthony Ornato, a.k.a. Tony. So the question is, why did Tony just be there in the first place? What, does Tony only speak through Cassidy like she's the Tony whisperer? This thing's the, the, you know what? You know what? That's a good point. The fact and Paul, that's a great point that it's like, you know, it's hearsay. It's, you know, it's secondhand. And that's why, you know, maybe she was misinformed. Maybe she was lying. We don't know. But you can't trust her credibility on what she knows. However, she got the information. It sure doesn't seem right based on the testimony. And you put these Secret Service guys with decades of experience up there. Not only is she going to look stupid, the committee is going to look real stupid. But I don't know if they're going to have the guts to do it. That's what I I actually think they will not. Stan thinks they will. I don't think they will. And if they do, they're going to do it behind closed doors because they don't want to be embarrassed, I don't think, to the general public. Uh, Let's go to Dave in Pennsylvania. Dave, your thoughts on line eight. What do you think, Dave? Well, it's, uh, you know, it's not the first time the mainstream news media colluded with the Democratic Party. Do you find a platform to besmirch and defile President Trump's credibility and character? Although, although hey, Dave, Dave, you know what's interesting in this case? What gives a lot of credibility to the fact that these agents are angry, that they're being taken out of context, it actually came out from the mainstream media. That's how, I guess, how easy and obvious it was that what she was testifying to was wrong, which even further shows how just, you know, careless this committee has been with the facts. Well, you know, it's what's interesting, though, Rita. I mean, there's it's been biased from the beginning. It's been a farce. There's no cross examination. There was a it's a, not a bipartisan committee, and um, you know, I, I don't think they will. Like to your point, they will not allow those agents to testify. But again, it's a classic case where the allegation gets the headlines, and any repudiation that will be on the back of the newspapers, and they'll call. No, you're right. You you know what, Dave? You're absolutely right. How sad that many people in the public may not know that what she was saying is not true, according to those agents.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 